A fresh perspective. Scripture lesson comes from Genesis this morning. Looking at the eighth chapter, a very familiar passage probably to many of us. It's part of the story of, of Noah and his family. We'll be looking at verses 6 through 12 of the story of Noah on the ark and his family. After 40 days, Noah opened the window he had made in the ark and sent out a raven. And it kept flying back and forth until the water had dried up from the earth. Then he sent out a dove to see if the water had received from, receded from the surface of the ground. But the dove could find no place to set its feet because there was water over all the surface of the earth. So it returned to Noah in the ark. He reached out his hand and took the dove and brought it back in to himself in the ark. He waited seven more days and again set out the dove from the ark. When the dove returned to him in the evening, there in its beak was a freshly plucked olive leaf. Then Noah knew that the water had receded from the earth. He waited seven more days and sent, out the, dove, sent the dove out again, but this time it did not return to him. A fresh perspective. There's a quote in a bulletin um, on the right-hand page that reads, The real voyage of discovering consistent, not in seeking new lands, but in seeing with new eyes. A fresh perspective for all of us to see the world through new eyes. To see our neighbors, to see our friends, to see the country, even to see conflict with new eyes. You know, flower bulbs planted in the fall bring a fresh look in the spring. A newly painted room brings a fresh perspective when you enter it. When you start reading your Bible, you start reading a book, reaching out to God in prayer, a fresh perspective can be obtained. There's always work to accomplish to reach the goal. Now, I've attempted to place myself in Noah's situation many a times throughout my life, looking out of that ark window and just seeing all the water and no land, nothing but waves. I just wonder, what would go through my mind? Yet, in his perspective, he sent out a raven and then a dove two other times before it returned the second, first time with the olive leaf, the dove, and the second time it didn't return at all. He must have had a deep faith and trust in God who had told him to build the first boat, the first ship ever. I've tried to place myself in the hands of, and in the minds of David, a shepherd boy who defeated the Philistine army and then led the children of Israel and helped envision the first temple of Jer in Jerusalem. I've tried to put myself in the place of the twelve disciples who faced such great ridicule and perspective in fanning the flames of Christ in their time 
after his death. They all had to maintain a fresh perspective, a different perspective than the rest of the world. Especially when Rome was in charge. The early pioneers that blazed a trail across this country, across this land, a positive perspective they must have maintained facing such difficult odds. What did NASA see in outer space that caused them to gain a perspective to want to explore it? Our Bible readings this week from 2 Chronicles outlines that Babylon had come and destroyed that temple that David had envisioned that his son Solomon had built. And their place of worship was no longer. And the city was in ruins. How do you maintain a fresh perspective and lead people back who have been away over a hundred years and to do the rebuild? It requires seeing the world through new eyes. What do you see here at Archdale Friends Meeting in these days? Are you looking through the lens that God provides? The preschool and our after school are doing well. We're thankful for that. And the resources for us, are we tapping into them in the way that we should? It takes some work to do the rebuild to reach out beyond our own walls and to invite and to encourage or to gain a fresh perspective on what God wants us to have. I wonder when the Lord looked down on this void earth that was formless in the beginning, what did he really see? Genesis 1-2 reads, Now the earth was formless and empty, Darkness was over the surface of the earth. So there wasn't anything here. What would I, what would you have seen looking at a lightless and formless void? What perspective would I have held myself? Each day of creation, God added to the earth to enhance its beauty, to enhance our being able to use it the strength for its existence to ensure its future. God saw a new design in the darkness and in the formless void. And at the end of the day, at the end of each of those days of creation, he looked back over what he had done and he said, it is good. Can we say that over our day, over our days when we look back? It is good. What caused God to look down at mankind and see that we needed to have his son, our Savior, Jesus Christ? What caused him to do that? What caused him to want us to understand about grace and peace and forgiveness and love of our neighbor and to share his message? Of forgiveness. When you look at the world, when you look at the world, when you see the people, what is your perspective? Is it good? Is it challenging? Do you have fears? 
Do you love your neighbor? How about you? How about us? What can we say we have accomplished that has been good for one another? We know the Lord loves us. And what greater love do we need? Blessed be the tie that binds our hearts in Christian love. The fellowship of kindred minds is like to that above. Seeing the world through different eyes. This past week, I did get to spend a few days with my brothers in Indiana. And one of my brother Jerry, one of his buildings had burnt to the ground and he lost a lot of his farm equipment. And so one of the things that we got to do when I was there was to help clean up a little bit of all the debris that had been left. And the four of us, five of us as we stood around, um, kind of talked about a plan. How do we approach making things cleaned up, getting things cleaned up? And so one of us started working, and the other four just kept talking. You know, you, you drive down the road, and, you, and we do make fun sometimes of the uh, people, the highway people, and how they all lean on their shovel. You know, there's always four people that we say leaning on the shovel and one person working. Now, that may not be a, an accurate description or an accurate perspective, but four of my brothers were over there leaning on the shovel, and there was one of us that was working. Sometimes we just need to get in and do it. We just need to throw ourselves into the throes of what's happening and be a good neighbor. Be a good friend and get the work done. You remember the expression that Nike had um, several years ago? It was just, the expression was, just do it. Sometimes we need to just do it. And that's what God did for us when he created the world and he sent his son to us. He just did it because he knew we needed it. And there's people in the world today that need you and I to be their neighbor. I recognize the struggles that we have with the masks and the social distancing, but there's still people who need us we even heard in Sunday school class today how that is vitally necessary in being a good neighbor and being a good friend. Spending time still with one another in safe space. A little background on today's scripture lesson comes from the sixth chapter of Genesis. And listen to what was written about some of that time period of Noah and his neighbors, probably some of his friends. Chapter 6, 5, verse 5. The Lord saw how great man's wickedness on earth had become and that every inclination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil all the time. The Lord was grieved that he had made man on earth and his heart was grieved. Let's don't allow God's heart to grieve about us. Let's be those people that he wants us to be to one another. And you know what God decided? He decided to wipe out all of his creation. 
But Noah found favor in the Lord's eyes. A hope for fresh perspective. Noah held evidently a different thought process, a different perspective than the others to have gained this favor of God. He had not given in to the ways of the world completely. He made an impression on God. We must understand that God is watching. We need to be careful. But we also need to recognize that God is watching. And he's seeing our discussions. He's hearing them and how we talk and what we say. God is watching. How are you seeing the world around where you live through God's eyes? I just wonder sometimes when Noah was building this ark. What perspective did his wife include? Don't you wonder about that? What did she want? What did she need? You know, sometimes I can kind of get focused on the work that needs to be done outside, and I forget that we're having company and I need to help Darlene. I just wonder what discussions Noah and his wife had about how they should construct that ark to make it accommodating for them as well. Gaining a new and fresh perspective sometimes happens when you talk not just to your spouse, but to your neighbor and to your friends and understand their needs and understand their desires. Sometimes in a marriage, we need to spend some time just talking and discussing and hearing and paying attention. Evidently, Noah had been doing that with God because he found favor in God and God spared his life. The dove was sent out the first time. Of course, the raven went first and then the dove. The dove brought back a fresh olive leaf. Could you imagine the perspective that that changed in Noah's heart? And then when he sent it out the next time, and it didn't return, he knew that there was dry land. Where are the lands that we need to be finding today to fill the pews, to reach people, to hear their stories, to spend time with them? There is always life and hope when you trust that God will provide there are new possibilities. We can come out even better on COVID-19 if we start looking and seeing the world through God's eyes and maintain this perspective from his point of view. There's a story in uh, William Bennett's book called The Book of Virtues. Maybe you've seen the, the book or read some of those stories, but one of the stories that I enjoy in, in William Bennett's book is the story about the Crab family. And every summer they took a week's vacation and they went to the beach now a lot of us go down to the beach or we go to the mountain but this crab family they went to the beach for, for relaxation and every year they traveled the same way they traveled the same roads the same pattern to get to the beach well this one year when they started out somebody had put telephone poles in their direct path all the way to the beach well so what did the family do 
Everybody but grandma, grandpa, and dad, they all went a different way. They went, saw a pole, they went around it. You know, they got a different perspective. They didn't want to climb all the way up and all the way down. But grandpa and dad had to go the same way. So they went up the pole and down the pole. Up the pole and down the pole. All the way to the beach. While the rest of the family went around the poles. And they got to the beach way ahead of grandpa and dad. Well, on, one of the, on top of one of those telephone poles... Grandpa and Dad looked all around, and they saw those poles still in front of them, but they could also see their family already at the beach. Did they change their perspective? No. They kept going up and down the pole till they got to the beach. And then when they got there, they were so tired and so restless and kept thinking about the trip home that they couldn't enjoy it. Sometimes all we need to do is change our perspective a little bit. I don't know whether the telephone poles were 8 inch or 10 inch or 12 inch in diameter, but it wouldn't take much to go around them. All we need is a new perspective sometimes in our thought and seeing the world through different eyes, through different thoughts. Seeing the world through God's eyes, seeing our neighbors through God's eyes, seeing those that are hurting through God's eyes, those that are different than us through God's eyes. What are some opportunities to help us get in the current streams and tides to reaching people and their needs? What course of direction is needed to fill the pews? To meet the needs of our neighbors without ever changing the message of Christ. Where can fresh winds of the Spirit take us? Where are they blowing to help us in reaching others with the love of Jesus Christ? And just supporting and encouraging them. How can you, how can we bring this fresh living perspective of Christ to our neighbors? If the crabs had just changed their thought process a little bit, the dad and the grandfather, their mindset, their journey would have been so much easier. Wisdom is seeing things from God's point of view. After Noah got off the boat, he built an altar and worshipped God. He honored God in the way that he could. So be your best for God. And see how you can see the world through his eyes and not just yours. Be the church. Build the church. I have a few verses I'd like to share with you this week that can help lend us to having a fresher perspective those verses are printed in the bulletin for your future reference. Psalms 9, verses 7 and 8. The Lord reigns forever. He has established his throne for judgment. He will judge the world in righteousness. He will govern the people with justice. No, not one of us reigns. No one who's in leadership in our government in our communities, in our schools, in our pulpits. 
God reigns from heaven. He rules with righteousness and judges with equity. Let God be God in your own heart. When David wrote this ninth psalm, he was dealing with the Philistines. And David's battle took place nearly 3,000 years ago. But he understood that God reigned and had everything under control. God knows what he's doing. Give him a chance, a greater chance. Psalm 73, verse 26. My health may fail and my spirit may grow weak, but God remains the strength of my heart. He is mine forever. A great reminder for all of us that God should be our strength forever. No matter what we lose, how we feel, what is going on in our lives, how much we love our neighbor, maybe they don't love us. <laughs> no matter what's going on in our family, in our community, in our church, in our world, depend on God's strength. Give him permission to be your strength. Because God's interested in you and your relationship with him in all seasons that we experience. Psalms 105, verse 5. A lot of us have probably memorized part of this um, psalm from one time or another. But verse 5 reads, For the Lord is good. His unfailing love continues forever. And his faithfulness continues to each generation. This psalm is a continual reminder. The Lord is good every day. It doesn't change. His faithfulness continues from generation to generation. He is the same to all. To your neighbor. To yourself. To the family members. Love him and be obedient to fulfilling your calling to love one another. 2 Corinthians 4, 17 and 18. This happens to be one of my go-to verses in times of need and just sometimes because I need to read it. For your present troubles are small and won't last very long. I need that sometimes. My troubles won't last very long. The challenges that I face won't last very long. I have this um, newly acquired hit and miss engine I got several months ago, a few months ago. And I haven't been able to get it to ignite yet, to, to run. I, uh, Alex Milliken came over and helped me got the spark to work. But the gasoline hasn't quite got to the right place at the right time. And it's frustrating, but it's going to happen, I'll tell you. I'm not going to give up. Sometimes our troubles are small. That's just a minute thing. It's not very big at all. The trouble that you have with your family member. The trouble that you're struggling with your relationship with God. It doesn't have to go on forever. Gain a fresh perspective. The Lord is good every day. 
and He wants to meet your need. He is the same. His love, His faithfulness. So be obedient in seeking, and you'll find. I love that verse that Paul wrote in his times of trouble and need. Sometimes I'll read just that entire fourth chapter of 2 Corinthians. It talks about how we're broken vessels sometimes. And I think of the broken pots that we've had at our home or the things that are broken. Super glue works well, doesn't it? Sometimes it takes a little work and effort to make those men's in our heart with one another and with God. But it's worth the effort. So fix your eyes not on the things that are temporary because those are eventually going to be gone. Fix your eyes on the things that are permanent and eternal. 1 Thessalonians 4.17 Then together with them, we who are still alive and remain on earth will be caught up in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And we will be with the Lord forever. Nothing can separate believers from Christ. You can believe that. Keep that in your perspective. When you face challenging times, God has not left. His love, His faithfulness is still with you. During these days when we're wearing masks, God is still God. He's still on the throne. He is yours and you are His. We are secure in Him because what God had his son do so long ago. Die on the cross. Raise from the grave. And have his disciples continue the message like you and I. That Jesus loves me. This I know. Hebrews 13.8 Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. You can take that to heart. No matter how crazy, how silly things become here on earth, or in your life, or at your work, or with your neighbor, you can rest assured in the fact that Jesus is completely and always faithfully dependable. There is hope in God. There is hope in our future as his people. Do your best to see others through God's eyes, through His lens. Love the people with the love of God. What would you say is God's perspective of you? What is your neighbor's perspective of you? Are you one of God's players? Or are you standing on the sidelines just looking on? A few weeks ago, um, in September, I believe it was, Charlene had a great devotional. I don't know how many of you read that devotional that she sent out, but it was about a man in this family who wanted to get rid of some of the noise that was going on 
His house was too small. There was too many people in it. I may not get the story exactly correct, but that was kind of the scenario. And he went to see a priest to tell him his troubles. You know what the priest told him to do? Add some chickens. And so he got some chickens. And he went back home. Or he went back to see the priest. And he said, that didn't work. And the priest said, well, add some more different kind of animals. And so he added more animals. And he got home and that didn't work either. He didn't understand how that was going to work. So he went back to see the priest. And the priest said, add something else. And so the house kept getting smaller and smaller and smaller. And his problems didn't go away. And so he went back to the priest again, and he told the priest, he said, things just aren't working. And then the priest said, ah, go home, get rid of the chickens, go home and get rid of the animals and everything. And when he did, his home seemed peaceful and more spacious. Sometimes we just need to see the world through different eyes. Gain a fresh perspective of your own environment. Because God is there. Just gain a fresh perspective for yourself. And you'll see the world differently. 